Alright, hi guys, um, welcome back to Cinema Suitcase. I am Kevin, this is Logan, this is our New Year's special by the time you're seeing this. And yeah. this time uh, we're actually discussing a more uh, like subtle, not subtle, slower paced film that's actually quite quite beautiful and impactful. More intimate. Uh, yeah, it is very intimate. And that is of course About Time. <laughs> One of my favorite films of recent years. I'm not sure when it came out. I think 2014. 2013. 2013. I went to check. I went and checked it out. Oh, okay. Um, would you like to do statistics first or? Yeah, yeah. Let's just, let's just do the. Get them out the way. Sure. No worries. So this movie was written and directed by Richard Curtis, who's done a lot of like, he actually done a lot of rom-com films. He's done like, um, Love Actually. And there was a few other films that when I went and looked up his, his, uh, work resume, basically. I saw, I recognized a few of them and I was like, oh, okay, that that definitely makes sense. Hmm. Uh, original music by Nick Lard Clowers. Wow. Did that's how you pronounce his name? Nick Laird Close. Yo. Yeah. Okay. Prop shout outs to them though. Yeah. The music in this movie is so good. Yeah, both the, uh, the composed music and the music selection. Yes. Very, indeed. very, very wonderful. Uh, director of photography, John uh, Gulserine. Gulls Gulsarian? Or you're better pronounce these. Yes, it's Gulsarian. There we go. Gulsarian, yeah. Something like that. Um, I, I, hope it's, that's, I hope that's right. I'll put a name, like a title card. Yeah. And then uh, film editing was by Mark Day. No, how simple could you get? <laughs> yeah. So, introductions. Um, uh, well, I'm sure both of ours are very brief, but I'll, I'll go first anyway. So, I was staying, this was in high school probably around grade 10 for me, so 2016. And there was a movie. Um, okay, well, first of all, let me say, I was staying over at a friend's house. Yeah. And when whenever I'm at his house, we usually watch something that happens to be on, right? Yeah. As a family, uh, we sit down and just watch whatever's playing. And there was this film that was coming on called About Time. <laughs> and uh, we read the like a brief synopsis through the like information tab and it said you know there was this whole thing about time or something like that and uh, obviously and uh, him and i shout out adam by the way my bro <laughs> um him and i looked at each other and we rolled our eyes and like, oh, god some some hoo-ha comedy you know drama romance movie we we're like oh, that doesn't sound interesting at all and by the end of it him and I were sniveling in our seats. We were like, oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, since then, I have never forgotten this film. And I wanted it to be a episode specifically. Yeah. But when I was doing research about what's a good sort of um, film that touches on New Year's, being uh, this episode will come out on New Year's, I was like, what's a really great film? And I was like, about time. Yes. This is where it comes into play. That's, yeah. that's my intro. Very yeah. brief, but impactful <laughs> uh, it's a very sweet story man uh yeah my, my backstory is also very brief uh some prick told you to watch it <laughs> yeah some prick told me to watch it. <laughs> now uh i remember back in 2013 i went to the cinema i remember i have this distinct memory i went to the, I went to the cinema to go watch i can't even remember what i went to go watch it was some it was probably a marvel movie or something i remember seeing the poster for about time about time on, oh, on nice. the thing and it looked at the, it looked like a sweet movie but 
uh, I don't know. The thing is, the thing is, you know, especially when you're someone who doesn't have a lot of money, you have to be very picky, picky and choosy with what movies you actually go see in the cinema because the cinema tickets expensive. Even if they you, add up, if you don't buy like, even if you don't just buy popcorn or anything, you just buy you just buy your ticket. It's often a very expensive outing, so you always want to go for that you know that movie that you know that you're gonna like or you have an idea of idea idea that you're gonna like it. But, uh, but yeah, this movie actually would have been very nice to see in the cinema. But either way, I'm one of those people where it doesn't really matter if you see a movie in the cinema or not, as long as you get to experience the film. At some point. It could be impactful to you. True. But yeah, anyway, I remember distinctly that poster. And then I'm very, I was very familiar with Rachel McAdams, who's the, the who plays the main, the, 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 I mean, the lead, the lead female, basically. The, the, the lead actress in this film. Because I know her from uh, the, the, um, the Sherlock Holmes films, Robert Downey Jr., and also uh, Morning Glory, which is, a, which oh, is yes. quite, a, quite a fun movie with her. And uh, yeah, then uh, you basically said that you wanted to watch it and uh, watch it, and I was like, okay, cool. And then we just sat, we just finished watching it now, and uh, it was very hard not to cry at the end. It was it was very very hard to it's, cry. It's a difficult film to to not cry towards. Hey, as I said, um, when when I watched it at my friend's house, we were tearing up as well. Okay, not like crying our eyes out for 10 minutes but you know towards the end there were those tears we were like yeah. <laughs> yeah. and uh it's just a very very uh reflective and beautiful film it is very very very, very mellow and sweetly paced this is also, yeah this is also the last um film that we're shooting you know in, in our recent batch of episodes and i think it was a really great movie to it's a on. nice uh basically until january yeah they won't there won't be any new recording sessions yeah. so so to come together like this and have a nice outro film it's yeah. very very cool it's very cool right so um forgive me guys by the way i'm using a sort of a screenshot website called kissthemgoodbye.net just shout out <laughs> just to help me get the um the order of events correct because we just watched it and it's fresh on our memory and i'd rather not mix and match to confuse people i'd yeah. rather just have a consistent flow so uh, anyway, our film starts off with our main character, um, Tim. He's going about his mundane day, not in a, in a sad way, but a normal day for him. And it's a, a clever scene because it introduces all of the characters of his family yeah. within about two minutes. They, you see them doing something they normally would on a day-to-day -day. very very relaxed uh, sort very of relaxed chills. almost like a retirement vibe yeah because of how uh, easygoing everything is yeah so we meet uh, his uncle um his parents and his sister mm. uh his sister uh yo, i forget her actual name but they called her kid cat oh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah that was a nickname that they called her throughout the film it was just kid cat kid cat yeah and um just a very, very, uh, you wouldn't think like there's much to it after that. You think, okay, it's pretty, pretty generic sort of intro, um, in terms of story, yeah. like, okay, you meet the characters, all that stuff, but it's, it was his uh, birthday recently. Oh, sorry. Actually, um, see, I'm already mixing up scenes. They, they basically preparing for like a new year's, um, party. Which no one really looks forward to, but it happens once a year nonetheless. Yeah. And we get a further insight into Tim specifically. He's not very outgoing. He's kind of shy. He's like, a, um, what's a good word? 
like awkward. He's a bit awkward, especially around the ladies. Especially around the ladies, he's 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 not particularly skillful. Yeah. And uh, he just has the worst time. He hates he hates the New Year's. You know, everyone's getting together with their significant other and having a wonderful time. And he's there's this kind of girl that kind of fancies him, but he he keeps brushing off. He's not that interested. So he kind of leaves her hanging, which makes him look like a real uh, loon. Yeah. <laughs> and and he just despises New Year's. So he wakes up the next morning on January 1st, and he is absolutely dismal with himself. He's kind of a little bit hungover. He's disappointed that he didn't just go for it, you know, with the ladies. And his dad pulls him aside. He's like, all right, come to my office. <laughs> yeah. And the dad's paper Bull Nye. Yes, who plays um, Davy Jones? Davy Jones, yes, yes, if I'm if I'm correct, he's also the like the Minister of Magic in yeah. in Harry Potter, the later yeah. ones. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's, he's a phenomenal actor, actor one of my actor, favorites. Yeah. Is that his name, Bill Nye? Bill Nye, yeah. Uh, N Y E. Yeah. Okay. I'd, okay. Cool. Uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. I think it might be N I G H. Not. Oh, like that. Oh, it doesn't sure. matter. But yeah. I love his. I love him as an actor. Yeah, he, I think he's friends with the with the director because a lot of the because when I went and looked up his uh, films, a lot of them have Bull Nye have Bull Nye in them. Oh, maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe they sort of like what uh, Christopher Nolan does with um, a lot of his actors. That is that he, he he often casts his you know his people who are like his friends in real life. Mm, what's his name? Um, the the actor that plays Alfred. I, I always say his name and I can't think of it. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yes, there we go. Um, it's pretty much a sort of similar relationship. Anyway, he gets pulled aside by his father and his dad tells him that only the men in his family have a unique ability to jump back in time. They cannot travel forward, but they can travel back. Specifically only to places where they actually were. They can't teleport around. Yeah, they can't. They can't. Like he says, like, you know, I can't go back to in time and kill Hitler or whatever. Mm. I can only, I can only basically... He can travel back in time, but he can only re- only really with his own life. Yeah, his own timeline. With his own timeline and his own and like the only the events that he's been through. Mm. And um, of course, Tim thinks his dad is you know the biggest meth head. <laughs> he thinks he's like, what are you on about? What are, this is an awful joke. Yeah. So so sorry. Would you like to add? No, no. I was just gonna say that uh, one thing I really liked was that because it's, you know this is. Uh, predominantly a British film and a lot of a lot of British actors and everything. I, I just quick love that. Wit. I just love that quick wit and like that dry British humor. It's always because I because I grew up watching the BBC a lot of like BBC shows, especially mm-hmm. with my granny. Because that was one thing her and I like to do together. We like to watch BBC shows together, and I always appreciate that dry British wit. Uh, same. It's a it's because um my background, my grandparents are from England, so yeah. it it sort of runs in my family, and I love yeah. that wit. Yeah. Anyway, um, he thinks his dad is talking complete and utter shite. Yeah. So he says, all right, try it. Go into a dark place, um, close your eyes and clench your fists and yeah. then think of where you want to go and you'll end up there. Yeah. So he, he, he reluctantly tries it. He's like, I'm, if, you, if this doesn't work, you're in trouble. Yeah. So Tim goes into the, the closet and he tries it and he actually it works and he ends up back at the New Year's party the night before. Yeah. And this is a recollection, a recollection, a recollection of events that happened the previous night. Except all his mistakes, he was aware of them and he corrected them, including scoring at the midnight with the girl, knocking over the table, stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, 
after that night, he, he goes back into the cupboard and he's he goes forward in time again back to the same meeting with his dad. And he's like, that's really cool. He has this whole like yeah. spiel. And uh, that's that's currently where we are. Uh, not long after that, though, Tim has to go. He has to leave. I'm not sure what, what city they're in or no, town. No, no, uh, uh, before that, there's a whole bit with, uh, with the girl, the Mar- Margot Robbie. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. That's right, because she does leave. Anyway, um, Margot Robbie is some sort of like your... I can't remember. I can't the family remember. tree is weird. I can't remember her name, but she's. I think she's one of Kit Kat's friends. Yeah, she's a friend of of Kit Kat's, and she's staying with them for the duration of the summer, her yeah. summer, which is two months. Yeah. And of course, Tim is like head over heels for her. Yeah. And uh, how often in the countryside does a gorgeous young girl come stay at your house? You know, yeah. It's very infrequent. Harley Quinn, nice to meet you. <laughs> she's a phenomenal actress, actually. She is a very it's good. Nice actress. to see her in in a. A different role. Yeah, it was very, it was very surprising to see Margot Robbie. I was like, "Oh, Margot Robbie's in this movie!" Yeah, I know you freaked out completely. You're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> I was just, I was just geeking out because you know I know her as Harley Quinn, and she was just, she's just so good in that role. So True. for me, that uh, that was a really cool moment. Geek out for sure. Anyway, um, he try, he he says he's gonna use this power to get a girlfriend. Um, and his dad is like, oh, "Of all things, all things, yeah." <laughs> But uh, I mean, what do you expect? You know, of course, he's going to try it like that. So the summer goes by pretty quickly. We don't see too many events other than we're introduced to um, uh, Tim's friend, Jay. Yeah. And and the the summer events that happened, like them playing tennis and hanging out and swimming and that sort of stuff, which yeah. it, it flashes by very quickly. And he uses, he uses his powers like in, in small ways. Like at one point, she asks him... Like, hey, can you come and can you come and wrap up back with suntan lotion? And then at first he screws it up, and then obviously he goes back in time, and then comes back this time, and he actually knows how to do it. And, he, and he's 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 being very classy about it. And yeah. she's like, oh wow. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> I love how he geeks out. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's the last night before she's gonna go home. So he walks into her room and he asks, like, or she says, um, if it was anything. His sister warned her that if it's anything to do with the the love word, then, you know, she should be straight with him, which I guess is fair advice. And uh, he was like, well, you know what? I would like to shoot my shot. Would you kind of go out with me? And then she says, uh, well, no, but I wish we'd we'd experimented with the idea earlier in the summer. And uh, of course, you know, that sets off the light bulb. The guy's like, oh, wow. (laughs) And he he goes back to one month in time which is basically the halfway point of her stay and he starts you know subtle flirting little itty bitty things yeah to get to know her and uh we we quickly get to the last night again and uh we don't really see that scene but um the next morning she's on her way leaving and he said well she said no again anyway so he's kind of like disheartened and distraught but He's like that's that's pretty much the end of that chapter with Charlotte. Charlotte, yeah. she plays Charlotte, Charlotte. Um, and the next day he has to go because he's going to he's leaving his house now. He's going to London for his job, his new yeah. job, which is he's like a lawyer, but a very very entry level job. Yeah. Job, and he's going to stay with a friend of his dad's who is a a playwright for stage plays, a very yeah. successful one, sort of, back in the day. Various, various, various centric, just one of those old, 
one of those like you know middle-aged guys who just doesn't who just doesn't care anymore he's just like whatever yeah he's completely disregarding like emotions or anything like that <laughs> i love how he answers the door which i cannot say but he shouts in his face and then tim like checks the address and he's like is this the right place <laughs> yeah yeah he basically he's allowed to stay there um as a Pretty much to just to get himself set up, settle into the job, stuff like that. Yeah. But he doesn't really see eye to eye all that well with with uh, the playwright. I'm um, forget his character name. Oh well, he's also actually in Pirates of the Caribbean. Is yeah, he? yeah, he is. He's uh, he's um, the bad guy from the second and th- in the second and third movie. Bad guy. Yeah, I remember he's that he's that um that. Uh, oh yes, yes, he's the one in charge of the East India Trading Company, right? Yeah, the East India Trading Company. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. I was mixing his character up with um. Uh, the guy that likes Elizabeth, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. army general, yeah, Commodore, yeah. Commodore. There we go, Commodore Norrington. Commodore Norrington, because they yeah. look very similar. Yeah, no, Commodore Norrington. He was in charge in the first movie, and then the second one, obviously, mm. obviously, you know, this other guy becomes the the real antagonist. Mm. Yeah, he plays that East India trading guy. Anyway, um, he goes about learning his new life. He meets his work colleague Rory, who's uh, but. Uh, how do I, how would you describe Rory? I wouldn't really. I he's mean, not a bad guy. I mean, he's, he's not. He's not a bad guy. He's not like he's not. He's not like stupid or like dumb or anything like that. I think it's more just like you know he just struggles sometimes. Yeah, know? he's 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 very awkward. Awkward in conversation. Um, people kind of like look down on him a lot of the time, except for obviously our main character. And also the problem is like you know he often like. I think also the problem is he has confidence issues. Oh, I think that is true. Which, yeah, which, uh, which our main character main character does help him with help him a bit with that down the, the line. Yeah, but it's true. He's just a bit uh, socially awkward, even though he's yeah. a good guy. And um, as he's adjusting to his new London lifestyle, Tim he is invited out with by Jay, his friend, on a. Not like a blind date, but like a date in the dark. One of those events. Yeah, it's one of, it's one of those weird restaurants that uh, that you hear about on TV where it's basically like pitch black the entire time. And you basically just have to sit there and have dinner like in complete darkness. So you, don't, you can't see any of the people next to you or anything like that. Yeah, you have to get to know someone without seeing them. It's actually, it's, it sounds like a lot of fun, actually. Yeah, it does sound like an awesome thing. And uh, this is where he, he meets the love of his life, um, played by... Uh, Rachel McAdams. There we go. Uh, I knew it was a McAdams. <laughs> um, and her character is Mary, her, yeah. her, her um, character name. And they have a wonderful time. There's actually quite a lot of that scene where it's almost just dialogue. Yeah. It's um, Of course, they're in pitch black, so you yeah, only yeah. hear them discuss. Yeah, it's pitch black, so you just hear audio, and then every now and then the timestamp... Of like of like of like what time it is basically just changes it keeps going obviously like later into the evening to progress the evening and everything like that and uh, after this brief montage it's time to meet whoever they were socializing with so jay meets up with um mary's friend i'm not sure what her name was but uh, she's very very pretty and successful with the men apparently so she storms off very quickly to get a cab as well as jay leaving you know leaving the two alone which is nice and i I don't know about you but their mary's and tim's relationship from the get-go is very uh, sorry there's a car there is very um authentic 
Yeah, it's very, it's very beautiful. It feels genuine, really. It feels genuine. They had, they had good chemistry. Mm, like they had that awkward sort of flirting. It's really cute to watch. Yeah, it is cute to watch. Um, so they exchange numbers, and he's had the greatest day of his life, Tim, until he gets home and he finds finds out his playwright friend friend basically at this point has now become a laughing stock because. One of the actors forgot their forgot their lines. Forgot forgot their lines. So he has to undo the whole evening with with Mary and getting her number. So they basically never met because he wants to help his friend in um, having a successful play, very very successful play. So he does, and and that's it. Memory, sorry, memory. Mary is erased from memory. Her memory. She does. She never met him, and now it's very awkward for him. And. Sorry, I'm enjoying this. How do I say? Basically, it takes him two two attempts to get to like win her over again. Yeah, because he, he obviously he fixes he fixes the play in a very very comical way. But once he fixes the play, like he he has at least two attempts to to try and get her to uh, 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 to try and win her back, basically. And then, like you know, when he tries the first time, you know, she's already met some some new dude, some handsome dude or whatever, mm-hmm. and then. He tries to go like win her over, but then like it sort of fails. So he tries again, and like he has to, and like it's very funny. Like when he's at the table with them, and he has to like get Pacific times. Like you know, like when did you, when did you guys meet? Like how about a week ago? Exactly. What day? Like what time was it exactly? <laughs> uh, then and then uh, Mary's friend gives her like uh, gives him the address where the party was held, so that he can meet uh meet mary there before this new romeo appears yeah. and then um they she actually succeeds again and uh they they get to leave the party early to go back to her place and then you see romeo arrive and he's like fixing his hair and he's excited to go inside and and, and they both look at him like he's, he's such a dick yeah. <laughs> i love that scene yeah, <laughs> they just make fun of him that is very funny <laughs> poor romeo um, is this, this is after, yeah, it is. This is after his, his second attempt at winning her over. Cause yeah. the, the second attempt is basically running into her at the Kate Moss, um, like appreciation, like art gallery. Well, I remember the first, the first time, the first time was the, was the art gallery. He tries that, that doesn't work. And then the second time is when he meets her at the party. Yeah. 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 Sorry. You're right. Cause, um, he doesn't want to undo uh, undo his friend's play and me- and and the critics hate on it again. So he he just like brushes it off. He'll very, never see Mary again. Very very uh, very very noble of him. It because, is right because 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 in any any other situation, I mean, I don't mean to be like you know rude mean or anything, but like you know, I mean we're all human. You know, we make mistakes. And the thing is, sometimes you know, humans for our own happiness, we can be a bit selfish. That's so true. It would have been it would have been very easy for him to just go back and just undo the play thing. Have the guy, you know, play fail so that he can, you know, continue with Mary. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't. But he doesn't do that, which is which is quite. It's nice. very very interesting take. It just shows you how selfless he is. Yeah. So anyway, the next morning when they're reading the the reviews for his play, saying it was you know phenomenal, he sees the the Kate Moss um, like art expo, and of course Mary is a huge fan of Kate Moss, so he uses that chance to meet up with her again. Yeah. Which is when we meet her in the new Romeo. So he goes again, tries again, and then that's when they meet up at the party. Yeah. 
And then we basically just get that montage of them just like being together and mm. everything like that. Yeah, the, the the relationship is starting to like bloom. Which is, yeah. It's nice. I like those simple moments. Yeah, it is a very they're, nice moment. They're very nice to treasure. So yeah, so basically, uh, you know, they're having a very nice uh, time together. He's obviously, you know, it's the next morning. Obviously, he stayed over, over and he's busy making her making breakfast or whatever and then she comes out and says like you know oh you know i didn't i didn't tell you but my parents are my parents are my parents are, are coming to town he's like oh and she's like he's like no no like now now like, like they're, right they're, now like they're coming right now you need pants <laughs> he's like he's like rushing to get his pants on and like at first he puts on jeans but then she's like oh, no my dad's very conservative so he's like let's take his jeans off and put on like some chinos or something chinos or whatever and then uh uh yeah basically they just have this like very uh, they have dinner with the in-laws. It's very, it's very cute because uh, 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 they keep asking, you know, him obviously questions and everything. Um, and then, and then she keeps like answering for him. And then the mom's basically like, you know, does he ever answer his own questions? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah I, I, I'll leave it to you now, honey. And then like, just is about to answer. Like, you know, she says, yeah, but one more thing. Like, you know, <laughs> like it's very cute. Like, I, I, uh, I like their awkward relation. Uh, well, not like awkward, but like they have this very like quirky mm, dynamic like together. Bubbly, yeah, uh, it's cute. Bubbly and quirky, and it's very cute. It is, and and her reasoning for not letting him answer any questions was uh, she really just wanted her parents to like Tim. Yeah. He's a good guy, but uh, sometimes, you know, in the other eyes of others, it can be easy, uh, difficult to convince. So, yeah. especially like the in-laws, you know, this is your child and you're like, yeah. who's this fool? Yeah. You know, you will, you will sort of look at him dirty. So I'm glad that she just, she was like, I just want you to like him, you know, yeah, it's okay. very cute. So he meets Margot Robbie again, um, as his life is gradually going well. He's won over the in-laws, which we don't see too much of, but it's, it's nice for yeah, him. It nice to know that he. He's approved by them. Yeah, approved by them. And uh, he's, uh, oh yeah, he was given two tickets to a play. Yeah, so he goes, so he he takes Rory with him. Yeah, because Mary's unavailable. And who do they run into at this um, play of all people? Charlotte, his first love. And he tries twice to sort of start a conversation and, uh, you know, see how she is and all that stuff, but it he doesn't. Keeps, he keeps messing, keeps messing it up. He keeps butchering it. And then, and then I find it actually very funny because, like, he tries two times, he fails, and then, and then, and then, and then they, we cut back to them, obviously getting up because the play is just over. And he says, he says, he says, oh look at that, look at that beautiful girl over there. It's like, yeah, I know. He's like, oh, do you want to go to a tutor? No, 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 we, we are leaving. <laughs> and then, like, he wants to actually leave, but then, but then, but, but then, while they're busy walking out, she she runs into him for it's, instead of the other way around. Yeah, because the thing is, he spotted her, and then that's when he wants to, wants to go talk to her. But she obviously didn't see him straight away. And then the second time, the second time they bump into each other, she spots him. So mm, she she goes and talks to him. She goes and talks to him. Yeah. And um, she invites him to dinner because both Rory and uh, Charlotte's friend are going their separate ways, so they're by themselves. So she invites him to dinner, and they they have a, a meal. They don't really talk about too much, but at the end, she's like, you know. Um, Something about that summer, and I would have said yes. <laughs> you yeah. know, uh, basically, she would have said yes to him asking him out, her, her out, excuse me. And uh, she's like, "Would you like to walk me home?" And he says, "Yeah, okay, cool." You know, yeah, like just to be to, a good guy. Yeah, he walks her up to her hotel room. She's like, "You know, you know, my hotel room is very nice on the in the inside." And he's just like, he's like, he's like trying to like break away. Yeah, he's like, like he's like, leave, let me leave, woman. And I then, just, I, 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 but I even like made, made that comment. Yeah. Like, just say you have a girlfriend. Say you have a girlfriend, and that will. You know, that's an easy fix. But to defuse the situation. To defuse the situation. And. Uh, 
he escapes though. He says, sorry, I have important things to attend to. And he runs off. He runs all the way home to Mary, who is asleep. <laughs> and he, he sort of wakes her up and he, he proposes, but she kind of predicted it. She's like, hmm, nice music. You're on your knees. Are you going to ask me to marry you? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> will you marry me? Yeah. And then like he oh, first sorry. asks her, then she goes quiet. He's like, you know, so uh, how are we feeling about the answer? Uh, like, any any thoughts? Any thoughts? Is it yes, no, I'm a loser? <laughs> Yes, no, get out of my life, loser. They're all possible. <laughs> and uh, she, she like jokingly thinks about it and she says yes. And she's like, you know, thank you for um, giving me a quiet private proposal instead of something flamboyant and extravagant in front of a lot of people. Yeah, and then he, then he goes outside and there's a whole band there and he's just like... Yeah, he's so. like, please just go. <laughs> I love that scene. Um, so that, that's pretty much it. They get married. They have to... Uh, go home uh, to his house, to his family, to announce his marriage. And uh, like a bit of a shock to the audience as well. Not only do they announce um, their marriage, but they're also expecting a baby. A baby. <laughs> a baby, <laughs> which is cute. Um, he proposed to her. He told everyone to get out. And as I said, they had to go um, go back to his family's house out in the like retirement area. Like, a, yeah. uh, sorry. Uh, like a suburb, a quiet town. And um, uh, we learned that, okay, they're engaged, which is cool, but also, which is news to the audience and the family, is uh, they're expecting a young, you know, a baby. Yeah. Which is cool. And uh, the babies in this film are actually quite an um, important thing because they're, they're almost like a fixed point. Yeah. Um, they cannot go, uh, the guys cannot go back in time beyond that birthday the the day the baby was born yeah because they'll come out with a completely different child like up and while the baby is developing it's okay it's no prob but until then they're not allowed to yeah um so <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny and uh, we, um yeah so sorry to cut you off but no no it's okay we basically we found this out because um what happens is that then uh uh he's busy he's busy celebrating celebrating a, i think it's a birthday or something with his family and then they're waiting for the waiting for his sister to come and then the boyfriend shows up and then he's like what are you here uh, uh, you know is she on the way or whatever and then we find out that she was in a car accident mm. she's not dead or anything but she was in a car accident she was gravely injured so he then uh, he then decide he then kind of like you know decides then and then like uh yeah, no, she can't stay with this guy anymore. She he has to, he has to like fix this basically. Mm. So he goes back, he goes back in time. Well, actually, no. Afterwards, he talks to her. Uh, he, he tries to help her and say, like, you know, like, you know, what's and I actually appreciated this line of dialogue where he's talking to her, and uh, she's uh, 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 he's talking to her, and she says, like, you know, that um, when you know, when you have simple, when you have more than more than one kid, there's always the one kid who falls and stumbles and you know kind of has a difficult time through a life. While well, where's the other succeeds more? Because obviously he has a wife and a, a wife and a child, now. family and a job and a house yeah, and family, all that. And she's kind of struggling because she's got this like you know deadbeat boyfriend who like you know treats her terribly and all that type of stuff. And then um, uh, so he basically tells her that like yes, I can go back in. I can go back in time. And then he basically takes her back to the to back to New Year's Eve, so that she can basically like not meet this dude. Uh, but, but she does get that moment where she goes up to him while he's trying to while he's chained up to another girl. And she says like, you know, I should have done this from day one. And then she like just punches and just sucker him, punches him, sucker punches and knocks him out, which is pretty cool. 
Um, but then when he goes back to his own timeline, he realizes that he no longer has a daughter. Now he has a son. Mm, who he doesn't really know. He's like, oh, hello, boy. Yeah, you hello, know? boy. Who's this? <laughs> because obviously he tinkered with events before the birth. So now that's when he uh, he learns he cannot go yeah. back beyond the birthday. He asks his dad when his daughter is being born. Um, he basically resets the day again. And, he, and during her sort of baby shower type thing, he asks his dad, like, hey, I went back and I got a son instead of my daughter. And, he, and then he's like, oh, yeah, I should have told you that. But if you yeah. go back be, um, before that time, then you, you end up with a different yeah. kid. Yeah. And then, and then, so, the, oh, sorry, I just want to say, so the inevitable, inevitability is his sister will have that crash. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So basically what he does is like he goes back and like obviously back to when she did have the crash. And he's basically like, okay, I can't use time travel to fix this. I have to like fix this like normally. Mm. So him and his so him and his him and him and his wife Mary, they basically sit there with her in the hospital. And basically, said, you're not the, you're not leaving this room until we 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 make sure that this never happens to you again. Mm. And then eventually, the, the the sister comes to the realization that you know she can't be with this guy anymore. Yeah, on and off relationship because she's broken up with him several times and yeah. vice versa. She's just not good for her. Yeah. So she makes that realization and um um. Tim hints at his friend Jay. He's like, you know, my friend Jay has had a bit of a crush on you for like ever. Yeah, because because when because when um, when uh, 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 they went back to New Year's, the two of them, and she obviously like you know rejected Jay or whatever. She when he goes back into when he goes back into the future when he finds his you know son just before that he realizes that um, uh, 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 she, uh, she actually ends up she actually ends up with his friend Jay. Mm. He's kind of like a you know he's kind of like a showy guy. He's kind of yeah. like that guy that gets all the girls, but at the end of the day, he's a good. Unlike this other, this other dude, he's actually a good guy. Mm. He's actually a good guy, and he actually like you know. And when they do get like you know married and everything, he does actually like look after her and everything like mm. that. Yeah, he mans up. He mans up and like you know takes care of her and everything like that, which is good. Mm. Um, pretty shortly after that, there's already like another baby in the works. Yeah, there's already there's already a second baby because. Yeah, because uh, he says that he really wants another kid. And then, you know, at first Mary's like, no, I don't really want another kid. And then, like, you know, he uses sort of the kid to manipulate her. Yeah, it's like, do you really want her to be alone? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, there's got to be two of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they have a second They have a second child, which is which is very great. I think the second child is the, the least uh, inconsequential one. Yeah. Because um, nothing, nothing before her being born really happens it's the yeah. third child that's the pivotal one yeah so yeah then there's a whole there's a, there's a very comedic bit where obviously or just before they have their second kid and obviously they they've they were getting married he uh he uh, uh, uh she asks him like you know you know do you have a best man he's like oh yeah but that's complicated because then you ask one friend and then all the other friends all, all your other friends are pissed off at you you didn't ask them and it's a lose like lose so he first he asks so, so first he asks um uh Rory. Rory, yeah, he asked Rory first to do be the best man, but when he do, gives the speech, he kind of like you know screws it up. He butchers it. He butchers it. So then he says, so then he flicks to he flicks to the the playwright guy, the playwright guy butchers it. He flicks to JJ, the 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 you know uh, his friend Kit Kat Kit Kat's new husband, but he but uh, in the future, but he but he messes it up. So eventually he gets the dad he gets his dad to do it, and his dad kind of feels like he cocked up the relationship. So the thing, so his dad goes back in time so he can fix it. Yeah, and do a do a proper job. Do it a, doesn't have any huge impact, but he's like, no, I want to do the speech properly. Yeah. So he basically has two versions of it. Yeah. Which is nice. Very nice. Um, not long after that though. Uh, who who did who who suggested the third youngster? 
actually, well, actually, remember, um, what happens is that his dad, we find out that his dad has cancer, mm. and, uh, and then uh, there's a whole touching bit where he goes back, goes back, where he goes back in time to meet with his to meet with his dad. His dad like reads or whatever, and he's like, "I've got all the time in the world because he wants to think," and he kind of wants he kind of wants to stick with two kids because he wants to keep that point in time. So if he ever like needs advice or whatever, he can go back in time and see and his dad. See his dad, yeah. But then, but then she really wants she, but but Mary, she really wants a third kid, and then he kind of has to make that. Obviously, he he decides to have the third kid to make her happy because obviously. He cares. He's like you said earlier. He's selfless, mm. but obviously that sacrifices. It's very hard for him. And then, ugh, yeah, I, tear, I almost. This is a scene where I almost teared up. Where basically he goes back to his dad and he says, like, you know, he lets because him and his dad used to play ping pong together, and like, you know, his dad always lost, so he lets his dad win this time. And then he, and then his dad basically realizes, oh, okay, this is this is this is the final point where we get to see each other. And he's like, yes. And he's like, well, what would you like to do the last time? And then he says. He says, like, you know, a walk on the beach. It's against the rules. Yeah. But if we don't change anything, we should be good. Yeah. So they, they go all the way back to Tim as a as like a 10-year-old or so. And they spend the whole day together on the beach as, yeah. like, a final day with his dad. It's pretty yeah. harsh. Yeah, and um, That scene uh, really got to me because um, recently, uh, well, this year, my, my, grand, my grandfather passed away. So when I got to that, when I got to that scene... Um, it really made me wish that, like, I could just go back and see my, my grandpa one last time. But no, I get you, man. It's but, harsh. Yeah, no. And then his dad also gave that advice to live each day twice. One day, um, like, mundane and boring, and the, the, the time you repeat it, look at all the small beauties that you can have fun with. Yeah. Which I think is a very relevant um, piece of advice. Yeah. Because towards the end of the film, Tim basically gives up reliving each day twice, and he starts um, enjoying the little things the first time around, which is a wonderful piece of advice, I think, which is why this movie is so impactful, because it says, you know, appreciate the time you do have on this earth. Yeah, that's a, that was a very, very good message, because, you know, I've been, I've been, obviously, I've been going through a, I've been going through a very hard time the last two months, um, and, you know, that, that, seeing that, that, that kind of, like, it, it, like, it was a nice uplifting moment, because it's it just is. like, you know, no matter how dark things get, you know, there's always the, 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 the nice things in life small that, you things. Take, that you take, take for granted. Very much so, and it's a, it's a very impactful message, because he basically gives up his power towards the end to live a normal life and he becomes a normal person. Yeah. And um, to see the beauty in the small things, even during the like darkest times, is a lot. It's a very powerful message, which is why I think this this movie leaves a lasting impact. It does leave a lasting impact. I remember watching it the first time as well. This, uh, sorry, one of my second time about last year, and I remember his whole speech at the end of just enjoying the small things and yeah. and um, how much joy it's they can bring you. It's sort of the it's sort of the message at the end of the end of Soul, you know, the Pixar movie. Oh yes, yes. Where it's sort of also the same. It's also sort. It's basically the same message of like you know, at the end of the day, because remember the main character he's looking for his purpose, like mm. his, his his spark. Mm-hmm. But then at the end he finds out that the spark is just enjoying life. Exactly. And yeah, he kind it of, is. He kind of comes to it where he's like you know, even if I don't become a world famous musician like I always dreamed of, I'm just gonna enjoy life. Exactly, and and and, and take. Um, or find find joy in the little things, yeah. which is the most brilliant piece of movie advice I've ever gotten. Yeah. Other than avoid talking to an ex, because my yeah. God, that's brilliant advice. Yeah, <laughs> really, really, really <laughs> nice. 
Uh, it's a beautiful film. I never get tired of this movie. I'm glad. I'm glad I had one really good title to recommend to you. Yeah. I'm glad that you enjoyed it. I assume you enjoyed it. You said yeah, you did. I enjoyed it a lot. It, it reminded me a lot of, since we both played it, it reminded me a lot of Life is Strange. Yeah, I did. Life is Strange, like, you know, that game, I played that game during a very difficult time in my life as well. And uh, that game kind of, like, you know, gave me hope. It gave me, like, you know, just like, you know, at the end of the day, you know, Life will always just go on and life will always be beautiful. Mm, I get what you mean, man. Yeah, Life is Strange does have a similar kind of ending where it's, you know, it's one or the other. Yeah. And it is, it's powerful because you have to appreciate the time you do have. And a lot of us, we go through life and we're stressed out and we're freaking out and we forget that there's small things that make life worth living. Yeah. Very powerful. And I think I think that's also one thing that I really appreciated about this film. Mm. It doesn't do the usual time travel movie tropes of like, you know, avoiding a double and stuff like that. Well, for example, like like take Shrek 4, for example. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, we both don't like Shrek 4, but <laughs> Shrek 4 basically like, you know, Shrek basically he has a stress he basically the whole plot of the story is that he has a stress he obviously get he's stressed out obviously cuz he's a dad, he's he's married, he's got kids. There's people around all the time. He just wants to be alone. He just wants to, he just wants a day where he can be, where he can just be an ogre again. Mm-hmm. He can just be by himself and everything. So Trek is a very solitude character. And then obviously that changes everything. You know, he never met Fiona. He never met Donkey because he never existed. So the world goes like very bleak and dark. And mm. what I didn't like about that movie, that movie was, it was very cynical. It was very yeah. cynical. It was a very jaded movie. Like a very black and white difference. Jaded, very jaded, very like, you know, mean spirited. Because mm. there's even that, like that, that whole bit where like, you know, he kisses Fiona because he thinks that, oh, you know, like the last time, you know, when we kissed, that was when we fell in love. And then he tries to kiss her, then nothing happens. And then she's like, well, what did you think was going to happen? Mm. Fairy tales don't exist. And then I never liked that movie. That movie's just way too bleak and just... Yeah, it is very, very... Uh, I mean, obviously, there is a happy ending at the end. Obviously, everything gets fixed at the end. Mm. But, like, to get to get there, you've got to go through so, so much depressing... Mm, it is very uh, dark, isn't it? Yeah, because I, I was scared that, like, you know, when he goes back to help his sister, I was worried that, oh, no, okay, let me guess. Like, he's going to come back to the future. He never met her or they're divorced or they hate each other or something so, you know you know something something really sad's gonna happen mm. but it didn't mm. you know he was still with his wife his wife still loved him he still had his, his baby was the same baby he still he still had his kids and everything and uh yeah you know it's just it's just uh okay well obviously yeah the only thing that really changed was just the whole thing of like you know oh i've got a son now instead of a daughter mm. yeah yeah that was the big the big changer but he reversed it anyway and, and they even said for uh, kid cat like um his mary said it she said um she has to figure that out on her own you can't you know tell her no this dude is bad for you she has to work it out on her own so when they do that in the hospital and they're like we're not going home until you come to this realization yeah um that's cool yeah Yeah, that's that's what i that's what i really like about this movie i mean obviously i understand i mean i understand that you know with most time travel movies they're not doing it to be cynical or jaded you know obviously it's the typical time travel tropes they're trying to show the consequences of going back in time and mm-hmm. you know actually enjoy the life that you do have and everything like that i understand that there's a message behind that but i kind of get sick of that in time travel movies that's why i don't watch a lot of them like the do you mean the consequences are so extreme a lot of the time yeah they're, they're so extreme like the, mm. like the world completely goes yeah it, it's completely topsy-turvy mm. i like that this movie kind of it keeps uh, 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 nothing drastic ever happens. I mean, so a couple of things happen, but nothing like 
nothing like world ending happens. Yeah. And like it keeps it keeps a very like you know Grounded. positive and very hopeful vibe. It does. It's true. Mm, I agree. That's a good analysis. You're right. I hadn't considered other time travel movies. Yeah. But you're right. It is. It is. There's there's moments of time travel in this film that have a, a huge impact, and there's moments that have almost no impact. Yeah. Like the. Um, the sunscreen in the beginning he went back in time and redid it and you know almost nothing yeah. different happened but in every other time trial movie it's like oh no you know but changing one thing yeah. will disrupt the entire time now then the, the moon cosmos. will crash into earth and all this shite it's, it's not true it's not true it's just a it's such a beautiful heartfelt film it is a very beautiful film. Do you have any shots you liked? I'll be honest, I wasn't paying attention to shots. I, I was too busy crying. I was too busy trying not to cry. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. No, this the cinematography is absolutely gorgeous for this. Yeah, film. the cinematography is gorgeous. It's beautiful all through and through. There's no particular shot I do love. Yeah. Like really love, but the the film was definitely crafted with care yeah, and, and thought. Yeah, because like we've said in our previous episodes and stuff, if we don't have shots that we like. It's ne- most of the time it's never because the cinematography is bad it's just because the cinematography often is good it's just that there's never really like that one standout shot but just mm. because there's not just because there isn't that one standout shot that you kind of go whoa it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean it doesn't bad. mean doesn't mean that it's bad exactly true true so i don't have any particular takeaways in terms of cinematography other than it's it's very phenomenal yeah um takeaways in terms of actual takeaways <laughs> i think yeah, just I think what I said before, you know, when you tra- when you do a time travel story, don't always go for the extreme. Like, mm. oh, the world when he changes this one one thing, the entire world ends and everything like that. Yeah, when and you wore cons- a pink shirt instead of con- a blue, and the consequences and all that type of stuff. And yeah, just you know, like you know, just you know, uh, I understand that you know the, uh, there is room for gritty films that like are gritty and they have, they serve their purpose, but. You know, at the end of the day, you know, as a slow it down. As a filmmaker, you always want to have, you always want to be hopeful because that's mm. the thing about the movies. The movies, what I love about movies is that movies is escapism. Movies like, you, especially when you're when you're when you're when you're. I mean, it's happened to me a lot of the time when I go through hard times in life. I either sit down and watch a movie. I sit and play a video game. I sit and read a book or a comic book or something. I try to just escape from reality, and I and I like those stories that like remind you that like. Yeah, life, life isn't that bad. Mm. You know? And, you know, like I said with me, you know, I've been going, I've had a rough time these last few months, but this movie, like, really, like, just, like, helped remind me that, like, you know, at the end of the, you know, life will go on, I will heal eventually, and life will, you know, you know, there's still, there's still things, there's still good things waiting for me. No, definitely, for sure. And, plus, brains, like, the, the human mind likes to dwell on the negatives. We often overlook the small wonderful things we do have yeah which is great like two-ply toilet paper (laughs) no one ever appreciates that on a day-to-day basis but you should yeah exactly uh was that your only takeaways yeah yeah that was was just my takeaways okay i'm i'm gonna copy your takeaway in terms of um any sort of time travel related thing don't jump to the extreme yeah which is a good um, like something good that you pointed out yeah. I hadn't made that connection yeah because you can jump to the extreme there are time travel stories that do it very well mm-hmm. it's just that you know you don't always have to do that true it's not, not every time travel movie has to be that extreme or whatever mm. and then the second one my takeaway would be just to actually slow down in life sometimes and appreciate what you do have even just, in the dark times yeah exactly that would be that's a very meta takeaway that it applies very, to everyone it is a very meta takeaway uh, what would you rate? 
uh, 10. Uh, sorry, yeah. about time. 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 from you. Nice, it's man. It's a perfect, it's a perfect film. Beautiful film. I'm glad, yeah, because I never watched it up until we... Yeah, you did it an did hour ago. <laughs> and uh, I'm really glad that we did this did this, this film. Me too. I'm glad it uh, ties into New Year's yeah. so nicely. I would give it a 10 as well. It's a perfect watch. Exactly. Beautiful, beautiful film. Um, closing thoughts, anything at all like that? Uh, just I'm just really glad that we ended on this movie. Yeah, me too. All right, cool. I'll do an outro. Thank you guys so much for watching. I hope you enjoyed a much slower, more nicely paced um, Cinema Suitcase episode. Um, if you have any comments or uh, ideas, please list them below in the comment section. Um, you can find us on YouTube or Spotify, any, any sort of podcasting app like that. Um, please like, share, and subscribe. And happy New, Year, happy guys. New Year's, guys. Remember to appreciate the small things in life. And yeah. uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you.